Hey, Jason, I'm here and ready to review that 1981 classic Clash of the Titans. Enter, mortal. You stand in the presence of Criticos, god of film criticism. Oh, this again. Jason, (laughs) you're not a Greek god. A disbeliever, eh? Look upon me. Does not my garb convince you of my divinity? You're wearing a Darth Vader shower curtain. Uh, uh, well, uh, what of, what of this aura of light encircling my head? The flashlight and aluminum foil? You dare doubt my godhood? I shall smite thee! <laughs> okay, with what? No, let me guess. Lightning bolts made from cardboard. No, I have a handgun! Holy shit! Let loose the Kraken! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic film and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, uh, the movie that we're doing has a reputation of being old. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one way to put it, which, is, which sucks because it's a year younger than I am. Yeah, it's a movie like it was made in the 1960s, but it was made in the 1980s. It's, yes, the incredible film Out of Time. Mm-hmm. Made by one of my favorite producers of special effects, but not this one. <laughs> I don't... It's boy. Steve, what movie are we doing? <laughs> we are doing the 1981 fantasy epic Clash mm. of the Titans. Why... Why are we doing it? Because it's the one I picked. We could have done so many other of his movies. You gave me a blind choice, and this is the one I chose. Clash of the not things in this movie. (laughs) There's no Titans in this movie, Steve. I know. There's not a one. I know. It's a Gorgon in some made-up shit. (laughs) With a name from North mythology. It doesn't make any sense. Kraken's like a great big octopus guy. Not, not He's in not this. whatever this fucked up lizard fish is with a monkey face. <laughs> but I think the title would be too long, you know? <laughs> Clash of the Gorgon and the big and fish the- guy with the scales and the monkey face. No, no, Clash of the Gorgon and the made-up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh boy, Clash of the Titans. What a... What a... What a... What a great, great movie to do. Yay. Hey, Steve. Uh-huh? Do you have any trivia? Please say no. Please. <laughs> say you don't. Can you say you didn't? You don't I, have I can, any trivia? I, I, can, I can say I this don't. This was supposed to be you. a nostalgia where I go and watch a movie that I literally have not seen in like 35 years. And I go, oh, it's so charming. And then I don't like fall asleep nine times watching it. And, and it feels like it's like 45 hours long. I don't remember that part when I was a kid. So please, there's, there's trivia? You do. You did. I have a little you bit. There's a little bit of trivia. Fine. It's... <laughs> so um, the, uh, the, the Kraken and, uh, and uh, Medusa are not the only parts of this that are different from original Greek mythology, right? Um, no, you get, you're kidding. I know, it's shocking, isn't it? Uh, the the main villain of the film, Calabas, is... I mean, at least the Kraken was... Oh, I remember him from from that the Perseus legend, of course, Calabas. Calabas, yes, that famous yeah. character from Greek mythology. You no. know, the character... The char- no, he's real. He's the character that didn't need to be stop motion. 
<laughs> but he was for some they, reason. They hired an actor, and then they said, "Man, we'll do some stop motion too." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. He's just in really tight close-ups <laughs> all the time. I just, I don't know if it's the same person. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Calabas was created for uh, for the film. And uh, mm-hmm. which is weird because, like, at least the Kraken comes from a mythology. It's not Greek mythology, right. but at least it was a, a no. mythical creature. Um, Calabas, they just invented completely. Uh, and, and and he is the, the son of the goddess Thetis. And, of course, in real Greek mythology, Thetis mm-hmm. had a son. Um, yeah. But her son in actual Greek mythology is a guy that some of our listeners may have heard of uh, named Achilles. Oh, yeah. Achilles so, got bad ankles. So they said, yeah, the guy with bad ankles. So the producers of the of the movie said, yeah, let's <laughs> I guess. I mean, maybe maybe Achilles is like his brother or something like I don't know. But Achilles. Yeah, something like that. Achilles isn't mentioned at all. But uh, Th- Thetis' son is, is Calabas. So, yeah. Right. Um, also, one one last little bit of trivia, because I know you're eager to mm. you're eager to jump into this. Um, I am. Boy, boy. So this movie, there was a remake of this movie released about 10 years ago also called Clash yeah, of the Titans right? and then it was there was no stop motion no no stop motion at all um, it was in 3D yeah remember that when everything was in 3D yeah well, like literally great. they were like upscaling movies from 2D to 3D because they're like this is what the people mm-hmm. want this will get them back in the theaters needlessly doing it yeah uh, and then that remember the 3D release of Schindler's List <laughs> oh boy <laughs> The little girl in the red coat leaps off the screen. Yeah, I wish that I could run away with her because yeah. I know what happened. Yeah, get her out of there, man. <laughs> you know, guys, it's oh. bad when we leap right into Holocaust we're making, jokes. We're making, oh my God, we're making Schindler's List jokes. First of all, A, we're making okay. Schindler's List jokes at all. B, we're making them already. <laughs> we're... We haven't even gotten haven't to the box summary yet. Who made it yet? We're just like, yeah, um, remember that little yeah. girl? <laughs> It's 3D. It's funny. We're funny. <laughs> it's a heart-wrenching tragedy about the worst thing that ever happened. Ha, 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 ha. But, <laughs> no, so... so okay, the, you were the, talking about the remake. The, the remake of, 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 of Clash of the Titans. Uh, that mm-hmm. that movie also got a sequel a couple years later called Wrath of the Titans. Um, and, That's and, right. And Wrath of the Titans was also the title of a comic book miniseries that was published a few years before that that was written as a sequel to the original Clash of the Titans, the movie we're reviewing. Okay. And so, and having said all that, you might wonder, well, did they ever think about making a sequel to this movie? Because it was a pretty big hit at the time. And uh, they they did plan to produce a sequel to Clash of the Titans. Now, it never actually went anywhere. Uh, They didn't make it. No. But that film... the cast was dead. (laughs) Because... (laughs) <laughs> that film was not going to be called Wrath of the Titans, according to Ray, according to Ray Harryhausen's notes. Uh, yeah, it was going to be called, and I swear to God, this is true: Force of the Trojans. <laughs> and and I oh, just for that title, <laughs> just for that title, <laughs> just for that title alone, I am so 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 sorry <sighs> that it was never produced. I'm not. It would have been just as long. And you know, it had a bunch of... Oh, is that everything? Is that everything? That's, that's, Force that's, of the Titans is good. 
Force of the Trojans. Force Force of the Trojans. Okay. But they wouldn't actually be Trojans. Probably. Yeah, I know. They they would be Spartans, but it would be called Force of the Trojans. exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's it. All right. Can I do the the thing? Yes, please. Do the thing. Okay. It was directed by Desmond Davis. TV. TV, TV. Not in America, but TV in the good old UK. Clearly, he was the the only choice to direct this. uh, He was chosen because he had done TV versions of Shakespeare. Ah. And he figured, well, we got a whole bunch of Shakespearean actors just wandering around in white sheets. That'll only work for a week. So let's choose that director for a week's worth of work, and we still have all of this location shots, and the rest of the cast isn't—they're not doing. Why would you do that, Steve? <laughs> He's... Why wouldn't you want to balance like someone who knows action directing? I don't know. Yeah, you, I mean, Why? Ridley Scott read the script and was like, I don't think so. No, no, I don't I'm good. think I'm good. No, they offered it directly to Desmond Davis. Produced by Ray Harryhausen, and you guys know we've talked about him enough. He's the master of stop motion mm-hmm. um, animation or dynamation in the 1950s, and he's great, and uh, he has inspired so many special effects artists to this day. And I love his work when it's used well. Um,. Also produced by Charles H. Schneer, who produced Ray Harryhausen movies. This is great. He probably went on to sell real estate after Ray died. I don't know what he did. (laughs) I don't know. Written by Beverly Cross. And Beverly was married to um, Maggie Smith. Oh, interesting. Did you know that? I did know that. For a long time. And uh, he's got a woman's name. Yeah. And he's mostly a playwright. He was not really like a movie guy. Mostly a playwright. A couple TV things. Nothing you guys ever heard of. Because it's all in England. We didn't care about their culture until like... When the new Doctor Who came out, maybe? Pretty much. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were like, oh, they're making more of those? Okay. Great. Starring Harry Hamlin as Perseus. And you know him from L.A. Law and Mad Men. Yeah. J- Judy Boker as Andromeda. Lots of TV. Burgess Meredith as Y. <laughs> <laughs> Burgess Meredith as Amon. You know why Burgess Meredith is in this? You guys know who he is. He was in Rocky. I was going to say, because he you know, wanted to make a non-Rocky film in the final days of his life. <laughs> No, I mean he can. He lived on for another yeah, ten he, years. Yeah, I know. He 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 he, he did yeah. like grumpy old men, and he was like the, the oldest elf in that yeah. Santa Claus movie that was awful. And um, but they originally, you know, who they originally wanted? No, I don't. Who? John Gielgud. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh well, shit. <laughs> But then they said, no, we don't want it to look like it's a British movie. So we're going to put some American guys in there. And so we have Harry Hamlin and we have Burgess Meredith. And that's all we need. <laughs> and, they'll, and, and they'll have all their scenes together. So it'll still mostly seem that's like a right. British movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie Smith is Thetis. Oh, boy, was she hot when she was younger. Oh, boy. I could spend some time some time with Thetis. You guys know who she is. She's McGonagall. She's McGonagall Maga- from that Harry Potter Maga- movie. Maga- She's McGonagall and a whole bunch of other stuff. She was in Dan- Downton Abbey. Mm. as the crabby lady always had to poo. I don't know. She was, and, and she was. Uh, wasn't she Granny Wendy in Hook? I I think so. Maybe. I, yeah, probably. I don't. I didn't commit Hook to memory. <laughs> Um, I know that you were like, what, were you 10 when that came out? I think I was 10 or 11, yeah. Okay. Um, Bang-a-rang. So, yeah, I was too old. Bang, bang, bang bang-a-rang. Ooh, we're going to get you, Hook. You're going to wind up on this show at some point. (laughs) Oh, boy. 
Um, Cyan Phillips is Cassiopeia, and you'll know her as uh, the Reverend Mother in Dune, but I know her um, as the Mean Lady in I Claudius. Ooh. The great. Have you ever seen the uh, the whole I Claudius? Thing? I I don't. No, I haven't. No. It's well worth watching. It was like on uh, you know Masterpiece mm-hmm. Theater or something like that. PBS. That's how we all watched it. But um, the first time I watched it all the way through was like 1990, and it was already like I think 20 years old at that wow. point. It's a BBC production. It's really good. Um, Claire Bloom is Hera, and she was in the King's Speech as I think the Queen Mother. Yeah. And a, a bunch of TV and in the UK. Uh, Ursula Andress is Aphrodite, and you know her from James Bond movie. I think that's it. Yeah. She was also married to Harry Hamlin at the time. And they had a baby, and then they got a divorce. Yay! Um, <laughs> Laurence Olivier as... Does he know he's making a movie right now? <laughs> <laughs> as Zeus! And you know Laurence Olivier. He's been lots of stuff. He's like in The Marathon Man, and he was in like a bunch of... Shakespeare movies, and he was in the original Wuthering Heights, and he was in, um, he, he played the old Jewish guy in the, what was it, the Rock Sink? No, the remake of that movie. What was it? They remade the Al Jolson movie. Oh, the Jazz, the jazz singer. singer. Yes, with yeah. uh, Neil Diamond. With Neil Diamond. Yeah, God. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a great idea that was. <laughs> Pat Roach as Hephaestus, and you know him from the Indiana Jones movie as the guy that Indy has to beat up and he's really big, and then he dies in a horrible, awful way in two of the movies. (laughs) And he was a wrestler. Susan Fleetwood as Athena, nothing. Literally. I I could find nothing on her. Tim Pijo Smith as Thalo, and uh, you will know him from the bad guy MV for Vendetta and a bunch of TV, a bunch of British TV. Um, Jack Willen as Poseidon, and he was in Patton and Thunderball, and he played Van Helsing in Monster Squad. Yes, he did. One of my favorite movies we're, as a kid. We're, we're going to come for you, Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Monster Squad. I'm going to pop that little nostalgic bubble real quick. <laughs> it's the best movie ever. <laughs> Neil McCarthy as Calabos, and he has a blink and you'll miss him um, part in uh, Time Bandits. He did a lot of British movies, British TV shows. He was known because he had a genetic disorder that made his face funny, and I guess they're like, well, let's stick makeup on him, and let's only shoot him in close-up, and um, that's about it, really. Yep. He, thanks. <laughs> They literally, I think they did all of his scenes in one shot. Yeah. Because that's all we ever see is shoulders up, super, super, super. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because he's supposed to be, you know, and uh, he's a a, a stop motion monster man. Yeah. That's right. And his stop motion monster didn't have any hair. But uh, when you go into close up, he's got lots of hair all over. And his face is a different shape when he's like the stop motion man. Hmm. And I guess they did it because they didn't know how to put a fucking goddamn machine in a fake tail. And just glue that onto his butt. <laughs> also, he had hoof feet. Didn't he? I he think so. Yeah, feet. yeah. That would have been hard. Yeah. Um, whatever. I don't. <laughs> Neil McCarthy is. Oh, I already did him. Vita Taylor is Danai. Nothing. Donald Houston is a Chrysus. Nothing. Flora Robeson and Anna Mahananan. <laughs> Anna Mahananan. <laughs> Wait. I'm going to get it. Anna Manahan. There you go. Kill your parents. That's, that is cool. That is vicious. That's just vicious. Is her middle name Banana? Anna Banana Manahan. Anna Banana Manahan. <laughs> we only know two consonants and one vowel. Um, and Frida Jackson as the Stygian, which is nothing. 
TV, crap like that. Music by Lawrence Rosenthal. Oh, he's working so hard to not sound like he's done a bunch of TV and... Does he succeed, Steve? I, I bet he doesn't. He doesn't. Cinematography by Ted Moore, and he did a lot of the early Bond films, like in the 1960s, mm. which is one of the reasons why this movie feels really old when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Edited by Timothy G. <laughs> I didn't bother. I didn't put anything down. I'm sure he did. Actually, no, Timothy G. didn't have anything. Nothing, I guess. I couldn't find it. How do these how do these people get on. jobs on these major films when they have they, they have know no somebody? Experience. It's a small island and it's a small That's true. Island, like That's you. true. Production company Metro Golden Mayor, distributed by United Artists and Cinema International Corporation. Release date June twelfth, nineteen eighty one. Running time one hundred and eighteen minutes. Budget nine million. Box office seventy million. It made money. It did. People went to go see it. It made money. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I think it hit the top ten for the year. I think it did. It was maybe even better than that. I mean, it, it was one of the top grossing films from that year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because a lot of people went, "Ooh, I want to see the giant monster or whatever," or "Ooh, we can cram our kids into a place for two hours and fuck in a closet," <laughs> because that's what we're gonna do. Sit there. You'll be asleep by the end. Ah, the eighties. We'll come back after we're done, and you'll have a. We'll be cooking up a new brother or sister, probably. <laughs> All those Clash babies in the summer of 1981. Clash babies. Uh, were you a Clash baby? I was. It's conceived in the supply right. closet of my local cinema. Steve, get your toga. Oh on. boy, I'm way ahead of you. I've got it on already. So put, put your saddle. I wasn't. I'm okay. Why are you? Doing I just this? wear. I'm just. It's, it's very comfortable. I thought we firmly established that I'm the weird one that goes overboard with the movies, and you're like the steadfast guy who only gets really creepy weird around Superman. Oh, it is a Superman toga. Okay, fine. That works. Thank you. All right, put your sandals on. Let's get all of our magic swords and helmets <laughs> and and stuff from our daddy, who just basically bosses people around. He could have circumvented this whole thing, but he didn't because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad. Who plays favorites. And um, let's, let's run into Greece and spend what seems like 19 hours in Greece just looking at crap. Steve, I don't want to. I don't want to go back. <laughs> this movie is as long as Star Wars, but it feels. I should start doing that. I should start <laughs> rating doing it that on the I Star Wars it. scale. Running time one hundred, like in the weather. You know, it says actual temperature seventy nine. Feels like one hundred and thirteen. Right? That's what we do oh. now. So I could say running time one hundred eighteen minutes. Feels like a nine part Netflix series. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny and you had to step in. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Feels like a time loop in a hellhole. Uh, so there, that's better, right? Is that better? I love that. Okay, let's go. It's me and you get our little robot owl that's not R2-D2. And let's go screaming into the world of Clash of the Titans. Steve, start it. <laughs> you don't even, this one doesn't even get a, uh, a, a take it away. It's Steve, just start take it. it away. Just take start it. it. Take this. Steve, Steve, waiter, waiter, <laughs> no. take this away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he likes the movie, you guys. <laughs> um, so we take this away, please. <laughs> Go for it. So um, we're at the beach. Which is nice. Yay! It's a toga beach party. Quick, crammer in the coffin. That's what you associate with 
<laughs> with with the ancient Greeks. The beach. She's going surfing against her will with her baby. That's what's going on. So so it's the um uh the king of Argos, uh Acrisius, and he's not too happy with his daughter or his grandchild. So he puts him in a coffin boat. Because she's a slut. She's a slut who had a child with uh, with somebody, somebody. Um, and, appara- and apparently right. there was like a prophecy or something that said that if his daughter had a son, it's bad news for him. So he's like, "Get her out of here!" Um, so he and he yells a lot, and he's like, "Get her out!" Yeah. So he puts her in a coffin boat, and, and they, and lock, they it lock it up, and they push the coffin boat out into the sea, and they kick it out. To yeah, sea. and and he's like, "Woohoo! My problems are over. You're never going to see me again." Yeah, she's um, screaming for help yeah. as they lower it down with her baby inside, yeah. and you're like, "What an uplifting like, beginning to the oh, movie!" Oh, this okay. I hope it gets more cheerful from Hooray. here. Um, Why did this scene take fifteen? I don't minutes? know. Oh, it wasn't fifteen and minutes. We get, so and then so so the coffin boat is out in the sea, and then uh, uh, a cartoon bird is flying overhead. No, it's not a cartoon. Well, it's a real bird. bird. It's, a real, it's bird. a real bird. But but when you see it in sh- and and the music gets all uplifting. Yeah. And we and the bird f- and we're now in uh, Jonathan Livingston's yes because that's what we do for the next I don't know five hours we follow this bird that's <laughs> uh, flying uh, around across the mountains right? and this is where. This is where we get like the credits and stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. after the credits are over, the bird flies to the end of its flight and it reaches Mount Olympus, which is where the you are guess a model of a Mount, Mount Olympus, Olymp- a, a Mount Olympus model. Uh, Jimmy made a Mount Olympus model for for history class. Does everyone he, want to he see? He got a B plus. Isn't that great? He's using dry ice for smoke. <laughs> and uh, the the bird uh, flies into Mount Olympus and trans... This is where Poseidon raped um, Go ahead. <laughs> Medusa. And then she got punished for it by becoming the Gorgon. It's, it's in the That's books. some fun backstory, I, huh? See, I made Play-Doh. That's, that's Poseidon. And that's Medusa. And that's him raping her. Do I get an A? <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> anyway, we go to the most boring place in in all of the world, right? Yeah, in this yeah, yeah it, it's the not bird super comes exciting. Down and through an awful special effect, he turns into Poseidon. That's right. He's uh yeah, he's he's whatever Professor McGonagall is in Harry Potter. What uh kind of kind of Don't backwards. If anything, she stole that that intolerant woman stole that from this movie. <gasps> Yeah. Even though I don't think that's in the book. I love when that. When she turns into a cat. I love, I love that we're not, I, which I'm completely cool with this, by the way, that we're not referring to her by name. We're just calling her that intolerant woman. I'm completely on board with that. <laughs> um, she who shall not she be named. She who shall not be named. Um, but anyway, yeah, so this is Poseidon. Poseidon's back. And he's like, hey, Zeus, yeah, what you were saying uh, turns out uh, it, it's true. Uh, King Acrisius uh, took his daughter and and the yeah. son and he put he did yeah I mean, yeah he put him in the coffin boat and chucked him out to sea and yeah that's that's what happened i'm not and on yeah and, and zeus is like and zeus he's like oh well that's not good i'm not happy about that well first he has to do a roll call right <laughs> a clumsy roll call of all six yeah. of the gods that are standing around and he's like you would you do that would you would you do that hera my wife <laughs> Or, or would you do that, Thetis, 
the god of whatever, what about you, Poseidon? And he just goes through all of them in this clunky, awkward dialogue. When all he needs to say is, them fucking bitches. (laughs) (laughs) That's my son right there. Nobody knows. So, kill him? Kill him? Can we kill all of them? Let's kill everybody. Let's kill him, the guy who pushed... Who pushed that lady that I kind of raped? <laughs> let's let's get them to a safe island, Poseidon. You do that, and also while you're down there, release the the kraken. How about how about that? You release the kraken, yeah. and um, I'll kill the dude, and you kill everybody else. Sound good? And not a single person Sound goes. Sound like a plan? Wait, everybody in town? <laughs> yes, kill everyone. I want everyone dead. I want the city destroyed. Everybody. Um. Oh. Okay. I guess we gotta, since you're the boss, yeah. right? And he's like, that's damn straight I'm the boss. Now I'm going to go over to my little toy. And he goes into a model. It's a model within a model. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like this little arena, and they have all these little terracotta Like little dolls, yeah. And Yeah. And he's like, go do it. And so Poseidon goes, okay, I'll go do it. And he goes under the water in a bad special effect. <laughs> and he, he raises up this great big this great big gate. Uh-huh. And then a, a rubber toy swims out of the hole. And and he causes floods and stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Zeus is like, he's picked up the little clay model of the king that he doesn't like. And he crushes him. And I guess that guy dies, right? Yeah, it's like Greek voodoo. And then, yeah. Right. And then we get a, a disaster movie about uh, an ancient Greek city getting flooded. Right? Yeah, lots of water crashing all, all over people, basically. And then yeah. they show us the Titan, or the Kraken. Kraken, and we're like, oh, so I guess there's no tension to build. N- nope. Right? You couldn't just hide him a there little he bit is. before we see him at the end. Or did you know he looked shitty and you didn't care if he showed up at the beginning? Oh, I, now I know what it is. You had to show some stop-motion animation at the beginning of this movie. And so there yeah. you go. Because people would be like waiting for the next 100 fucking minutes until the next thing comes along. <laughs> hey, that's basically it, right? He's like, fuck all these people, fuck everybody, destroy everything. I hate, I hate. I am Zeus and I hate. <laughs> You remember how they said he got her pregnant? Oh, he transformed himself into a, a shower of gold or something? A shower of that gold. That sounds a little that's, suggestive. That's, well, yeah, a golden shower. <laughs> What's all that about, Zeus? I don't know. It's like, well, and it's like, Zeus, you know that just ordinarily you look just like a dude. Just go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your wife is cool about this, right? She's like totally cool with you doing that. And you've done it a lot. Yeah. You have a lot of a lot of sons. Oh boy, Remember Hercules. Oh boy, <laughs> it wasn't like in the Disney cartoon, no. or it was you and Hera having a kid. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, you. I think that time you were a bull or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that happens, and then then the the he goes and Poseidon says, "Okay, it's okay. We got we got your kid and her, the ba- your baby mama." onto an island and they're gonna they're gonna be fine they're gonna live happily ever right? after they're gonna live peacefully and it's gonna be great and he picks up this little statue of a woman breastfeeding a baby and then we get some good old-fashioned 1980s pg nudity yeah! <laughs> all right <laughs> 
non-sexual nudity for the win. Um, That's right. Yes, and this and, and then we, have, we this is we get like a yeah, little no. montage of of the, the the child's name is Perseus. This is Perseus, um, and mm-hmm. uh, we get a little montage of him growing up into Harry Hamlin. Well. F- First, we get to get the weird shot of both mom and son completely naked walking down the beach. Right. And then he gets a little older and we see him wearing like a loincloth and stuff because they're like, okay, now he's now yeah, he's too God. old to be walking around with his cock hanging out. The censors aren't going to let yeah. us get away now with that. he's learning how to ride a horse. Yeah. He's learning how to do right. stunt riding on a horse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he seems to be doing pretty good. Yeah, sure. Right? He goes fishing. He eventually becomes Harry Hamlin. Yeah, he's Harry Hamlin now. He's, he's doing great. But... Well, and then we up the bag. Well, yeah, because we get to uh, we come back to Olympus, and Zeus is like, "Check yeah. him out, my boy." He's so check awesome. out my boy, and and I love him so much. And Thetis, the, look at this little clay model of him. <laughs> kiss it, kiss it, kiss my son's clay model. Do it. <laughs> and and Thetis is not too happy about this because she's like, "Yeah, you're real proud of your son, but what about my boy Calabas? Like." You know, he's a fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, Zeus is like, fuck him. Uh, he killed all my flying horses except for one. So um, mm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to curse him and make him look like a monster and fuck him. Make him look like a devil, yeah. man. And and that's my final judgment. And I know you don't like it, but guess what? I'm the boss. Fuck you. But he was going to get married to some lady. Not anymore. And now... <laughs> But wait, that's not fair. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. Should have thought of that before he killed all my flying horses. Uh, To reiterate, fuck you. You mean Pegasi? My Pegasuses. (laughs) He's too dumb to pluralize a Pegasus? (laughs) You speak. You are Greek. (laughs) And Hera Hera comes up to Thetis and she's like, well, you know, he is what he is. (laughs) (laughs) That's our Zeus. Thetis is upset about this. Yeah. And she's like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up this clay model of Perseus, who's lying on the beach looking up at the stars, and then I'm going to drop him off in an amphitheater all the way in Joppa. Joppa. Which is her city. She's like the patron goddess of Joppa. God of Joppa. And there's a whole bunch of really bad blue screen effects. (laughs) And... And then he wakes up in Joppa, and he's like, "The fuck? Where'd I get, how'd I get here?" Luckily, mm-hmm. there's there's a there's someone with a lot of exposition nearby. <laughs> yeah, and he comes out in a mask and a bunch of smoke, and you're like, "Uh oh, something scary!" But then it's just Burgess Meredith, and no one should stop. It's not like this, you know, mile a minute movie gives you time to think about why the fuck did he do that in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, he comes out and he says, I'm an actor, and what are you doing here? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you're in Joppa. And he's like, that's great, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, come inside. And he goes inside the thing, and they talk some more, and he drinks, and... How do they get to this labored point? He tells them about how Joppa is cursed. Right. Right? And and, And Andromeda was supposed to marry Calabas, but... Now she can't. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Yeah. And she can't marry anybody unless somebody answers a mm-hmm. riddle, right? 
Right, yeah. right. Unless someone answers a riddle, she can't get married. And he's like, oh, that's bad. And he said, well, let's go to Joppa and we'll dress you up so that you... Here, put put this cape on and now you look like a prince and you can go to Joppa. And everyone's, and and then back at the Olympus, Zeus is like wetting his diapers because Thetis moved him. And he's like, oh, he needs presents or <laughs> he won't be able to survive, my super boy. Everybody make a present for my son. I want him to have a helmet. I want him to have a sword. I want him to have a shield right now. Right now. Now. Do it. Go do it. Get him to shit now. And we're like, so. Yeah. And then we cut to Harry Hamlin pretending to fight guys with the sword in the amphitheater. Yeah. And just some exercise. That's great. He's just, he's just exercising. But while he's doing that, yeah, he sees on the statues, there's like a, a magic sword. Ooh. Isn't that great? Cool. It's like all shiny and impractical. And then he's got a, he's got a helmet. And he's got a, uh, uh, and the helmet talks to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah, the not shield. the helmet. It's the shield, the shield that talks, talks to him, him. because it's, it has Zeus's reflection in it. And he's like, "Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, God, you look good. Can You're I a good-looking ask a boy." Real quick, can I ask a real quick yeah, question? Man. What the hell was going on with Olivier when he shot the scene that he's talking in the reflection? Because he seems like an adult old man that has just been woken know, up and has to do that. I dialogue. have no idea. Did they put him in? It's like, nah. Did they let him sleep in the chair while they were putting him in makeup and costume? And then they just shook him and they're like, Lawrence, you're on. Uh, hello, my son. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why he's delivering it. I'm sure that Olivier has some fucked up reason why he's delivering the dialogue that way. But no one else that makes an appearance in this movie seems fucked up and adulpated like Olivier does when he just has to appear in a shield and talk nonsense for 10 seconds. Well, it's actually, it's more like 30 seconds. Yeah, he has, he, he, he has a, a deliberate uh, pace of delivery here, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And then he tries on the helmet, and it makes him imbibable. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he leaves. He goes for a little. He goes Doesn't for a little he? invisible yeah, walk. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's amazing to shoot nothing. <laughs> I know how we can save some money. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like going through town because he's never really seen a town, right? right? And uh, he sees people fighting mm-hmm. or fucking something. I can't I don't, remember. Yeah. He sees like acrobats. He, he and wanders shit. into an eyes wide shut orgy, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> this is interesting." But he's, you know, he's walking around, and then he sees like, I mean, because the, the town is the town is totally real. It's totally not weird special effects. Totally real. Totally right? real. But then he runs into. Aunt Jemima, what's his name? The the guy is it's not what's his name, Steve? Aunt Jemima. Is it Acritius? Um, Acritius. Oh, that's the no, that's the king that chucked him into the ocean, isn't it? Oh, I don't, I don't care. I don't. Wow. It's like his buddy that eventually dies by. Scorpion. Oh yeah, the no, gu- yeah, he dies oh, by getting stabbed in the back. Um, he gets uh, stabbed in the back by Calabos. Thalo? What's is his it Thalo? No, it's Thallow. Yeah, yeah, it's Thallow, yeah, the, yeah, right. yeah, the guy, the, yeah, the guy who's like a member of the guard or whatever. And he's like, "Hey, I got some exposition for you." And you're like, "Okay, this movie's a half hour in, and nothing is happening." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "How? How is this possible?" I only, I brought snacks for a movie that's two hours. I don't. If this is nine hours long, will someone please tell me? Anyway, he tells him about the queen, doesn't he? He says, "Yeah." You know, he gives him like the whole sort of, yeah. Yeah, the queen, and you know, there's a princess, of course, because why not? 
right? And in order to marry her, you've gotta you gotta know the the riddle, and then she's yours. Right. You can fuck her. <laughs> and then we cut to the palace at night, and we see uh, Andromeda, and she's sleeping. Yep. Yep. Right. And he sneak he sneaky sneaks in, and he's just it's just a lot of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just a lot of slow moving walking, and then he goes into her bedroom and he puts on the helmet so he can turn invisible, and then a a big vulture shows. Yeah, don't up. you hate when that happens? <laughs> a, a big vulture with a with a big cage that that yeah, that Andromeda right. gets into, cage. and he flies her he flies away with her in this cage. That's right. And this vulture changes sizes throughout the film. Anyway, so she gets up, and it's not her really; it's her dream right. her that he sees get up because that's a thing. And he watches, and then she gets in the cage, and then the vulture flies away. And he's like, "Darn it! How come Dad couldn't give me wings so I can fly after him?" <laughs> right. He he goes back to to Ammon, and he's like, "How am I supposed to mm-hmm. chase after something?" That flies. To the movies, yeah. To the movie's credit, he doesn't realize that her soul is gone, but her living body is still right there. It, this could have gotten deeply creepy. Oh, fuck it yes, it could really, have. Really creepy. But then he goes back to the amphitheater, and he talks it out with Ammon. And what does Ammon tell him? He tells him, he says, well, I mean, if you're looking for, like, something to chase after a, a giant vulture with, I mean, I guess you could go to these mm-hmm. magic pools under the moonlight um, which is where the Pegasus comes to drink, and maybe you could steal uh-huh. you the Pegasus. Like he, he's got wings, and you know you could fly after the vulture. Oh, you mean I could subdue the Pegasus like Calibos did? Uh, but because I'm Zeus's son, he's just gonna think, "Oh, good for him, he did it," and not turn me into a weird devil man with a tail. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So do we actually literally spend 20 minutes as they sneak up on this fucking horse? We sure do. That's right. And then they wrap a wrap a rope around the neck of the Pegasus and the Pegasus turns into a a, a stop motion horse with wings and then um I don't think he he jumps on it, right? Yes. Yes. And then it flies around. Hey Steve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How fast does Pegasus fly? Well, I mean, he's supposed to be pretty fast. Is he in Not this Not so much. Does it seem aerodynamically unsound that he's moving so slowly it through the It really air? does. It feels almost completely impossible that he could be in the air at all. <laughs> does he... Does he fly faster than a horse walks? <laughs> I don't think he does, actually. <laughs> Boy, we spend a lot of time uh, cutting to them flying, don't we, Steve? <sighs> but yeah, so he he, he has uh, <laughs> he has tamed the Pegasus, mm-hmm. and now him and him are best friends. Yeah, they're bosom chums. Uh, so then, what is what is he, he goes doing? because we're forty minutes into this fucking movie. He he, fall, he with with Pegasus. He follows the vulture the next night and the vulture is is flying andromeda to calabas and right. Cal- really far yeah, away and so she gets out of the cage and calabas is like why don't you marry me huh just marry me she's like no well, kind of he like gives her a necklace yeah. right and then makes her sit down next to him and they can touch each other even though she's like a ghost or something yeah we also find out that he has a, a bunch of little people as 
as like henchmen, right? He's like a bunch of henchmen. Yes. And he's she's like, please stop this. It's weird. I'm not into this. It's yeah. weird. I'm not into this. Don't you get it? I was gonna marry you when you look like a person. Now you just kind of look fucked up all the time, and I don't you're like just, you. Yeah, you're like a lumpy devil monster. That's right. So either fuck me or let me go, because there's nothing. You're weird, and I don't like it, and you're like sometimes a special effect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has earrings, and like, why does he have earrings, Steve? I have no idea. Who made who made that choice? <laughs> you know what this monster man needs? Earrings. Earrings. It's a look. <laughs> it's it's a luck. Anyway, he says never, and then he he shows her the riddle. Yeah, right. And she's like boohoo boohoo, right? And she leaves, right? She's like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm never gonna get married. And she's <laughs> and he they leave his lair, and then Calibos sees <gasps> Perseus's footsteps. Oh, but he's invisible. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Calabos is a hunter and he he can track things or something. I'm making this up because it's not present in the movie, <laughs> but that's what I'm... But there's got to be some explanation for this shit. Right, and so then Calabos... You know, so Perseus takes his helmet yeah. off. Yeah, surprise! For some, for some reason. And then Calabos grabs him and they kind of fight back and forth for an obscene amount of time. And then he whips out his magic sword and was well. He well, he he. We see him just kind of bringing the sword down at something. We don't really see what he does, um, but he's right. doing something to Calabaz. And then we cut to later, and they're having the ceremony for we, for. We, yeah, we cut to the ceremony they, at the foot of the statue of. Yeah, Venice. where Cassiopeia is like, okay, we're gonna do this again. Does anybody want to come forward right. as a suitor to my daughter? You know. Who comes out? Nobody, except when Perseus comes in. Nobody comes out, and she's like going once, going twice, and then Perseus comes walking in, yeah. and he's like, and he's like, I have the, I have the answer for the riddle. Yeah, and, and what is I the can't riddle, remember Steve? what the riddle Did is, but I, I remember it? what the answer is. The only one thing that I can think of that's close is uh, one moon circling yeah. from Star <laughs> yes. Trek: The Next Generation. Eyes in the dark. <laughs> that that memorable episode. Right. So Perseus comes forward and he's like, I know what it is. It's a ring that is on Calabos's hand. And look, I brought a hand and I'm going to throw it at you. <laughs> See, I guess it's an it. engagement present. We can fuck now. Aren't you lucky I'm handsome? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I've been freed. And then they go to a party and uh, they they're like t- walking around. Really? They're just not... <laughs> Meanwhile, Calabos, who now only has one hand, goes to the temple. Yeah, to the statue of, of his mommy. This. And he's like, Mom, I, I lost a girl that I like, and I'm all deformed, and you won't do anything about it, and everything sucks. They cut my fucking hand and, off, Mom. And then her 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 face starts to mm-hmm. talk. Her face starts to talk. The statue the comes the to statue life. The statue comes yeah, alive, yeah. kind of. And... <laughs> And he's like, I want, I want Ravengi. I want something. Give me something. And she's like, okay, fine. And then we cut back to Perseus and per, uh, what's her face, Andromeda, and they talk about something. I don't know, like the fact that they don't really know each other, <laughs> or you know, that this is not a way to, to cement a marriage. And then they kiss, and then they're gonna get married. So it's like a couple of days later, right? Yeah. When they're back in the Temple of Thetis, bad yep. idea. Get a new god, dummies. <laughs> and 
and everyone's there and they're getting ready and and they're saying but oh oh, there's oh there's a big earthquake it's such a big earthquake that the big old statue of the big old thetis head falls falls down on the ground and comes to life again that's right and she's like i am that's right she's like i am so pissed at all of you for the way you did my son and you're you think that andromeda is going to marry this guy i don't think so i don't think so at all here's what's going to happen you fucks you're going to sacrifice andromeda as a virgin sacrifice or the kraken's going to come here in a month and he's going to destroy your whole goddamn city what do you think of that smart asses that's right and fuck you and fuck all of you and now here's an earthquake choke on it (laughs) I'm sick of this. Why won't you marry my mutant I'm son? I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just really sick of this. Well, I mean, every time we go back to Olympus, doesn't everyone just seem sick and tired of yeah. Zeus? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, all of them. Oh, yeah. Like They're constantly talking behind here his Here he back. goes again. Oh, so now Perseus has a problem. And we're an hour into the movie, and the actual plot starts. <laughs> The actual plot to this goddamn <laughs> movie is an hour in where they even mention anything about Titans or anything. So now what do they do? We- well, they're, they're, they're talking about... They, they Perseus is like, okay, so I think we can all agree that uh, sacrificing Andromeda is off the table. So we need to right. figure out how to kill the Kraken. And and Ammon right. is like, yeah, no, 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 no. Kill you the can't Kraken. kill the Kraken. The Kraken's unkillable. Unless... They're kill it. He says, well, he says one of these cute little lines that they give him. He says, well, there's no way to kill the Kraken known to man, but there may be a way Mm -hmm. known to woman. Because he says, he he says, because there are are these women, the Stygian witches, who are these, who are are blind witches who live far, far away. And, and Ammon's like, I don't know, maybe they know. And they're like, great, I'll just jump on Pegagoo. And I'll go there, and then I'll get the answer. Uh, but uh oh, Calibos is steals his horse. Steals yep, his ride. can't take Pegasus. Sorry, bud. That's right. You can't because Calibos stole the horsey, and um, that's bad. Yeah. Right, so now they got to go on. They got to ride. Just, out they've got to ride regular horses like a bunch of losers. Right. And, and he he brings Andromeda with him. Yeah. And they all go riding. And riding, and then they ride some more. Oh, but we got to cut back to Olympus. Yep. And guess what? Guess what uh, happened? Zeus isn't. Zeus is mad because uh, because Perseus mm-hmm. lost some. He lost the the magic helmet. Well, he's mad about everything. And he's in mad about yeah. And he's point. he's mad about Thetis and her shit. And he's like, God, why do you? God. So he's like, he says, uh-huh. give uh, Perseus needs some more stuff. He needs he more needs, help yeah. because he's great. Because he needs <laughs> more help because he's great. You, give him your owl. And she's like, my owl? And he's like, Gah. And she's like, fine. And she leaves and she's like, I ain't fucking giving him my owl. Fuck him. I'm going to get, uh, they don't even name, do they name him? Uh, well, I think it's, it's the, it's, it's the yeah, same name do. as the, 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 the owl, the living owl is named Bubo and the mechanical owl is also named Bubo. Yeah. But I mean, Hephaestus, the armor Oh, no, they, the yeah, they, the yeah, they, I don't Bubo. think they established that that's Hephaestus, but that's, yeah. That's Hephaestus. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, look at me. I'm going to make a robot because that belongs in Greek mythology. All robots. those all those great <laughs> mythological stories of robots. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And they, we cut back to more horse riding because, oh, can't get enough of that. And then the robot shows uh-huh. up. 
and he's yeah, cute he's a cute little, little robot owl. Beagle. Yeah, and he falls over and uh, stuff. And he's like, "I'll show." He falls down, and they're like, "Where'd this come from?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> I'm this. I'm I'm here the same as you are. Like I just <laughs> look. I ride around and I just get stuff. Okay, that's it. The gods like me and I just get stuff, okay? And they're like, hey, Bobo, where do we find the Stygian witches? And he flies away and they're like, quick, let's let's follow the robot owl. Because <laughs> we're at that part of the movie now. And they, they, they ride and ride and ride some more. And we follow the stupid monkey, monkey, the stupid <laughs> owl. And... and they finally get there, and and who do they meet? Uh, well, they they meet uh, the Stygian witches, who are yeah. they're just these blind and old what? women, and they have a little like a crystal ball that allows them to see that they fight over. And like, give it's it supposed, to me. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. An yeah. Eye. Well, that's it. Look, I don't know. Whatever it's supposed to be. They all share one eye. It's supposed not. It's not supposed to be a crystal ball. It's supposed because they have no eyes at all. Right. That's inconvenient. Like right. one eye between the three of them. I don't. I don't think that's a good system. Well, that's what they get for being clairvoyant, which is what they're supposed to be. But they're sitting around a gigantic cartoon cauldron, you know, <laughs> just being Western witches for the most part. That just, you know has a seeing disorder, and he he comes in and he's like, "Sup." And uh, what happens? They steal the eye. Oh, he steals the eye. He steals he, the he, eye. He, 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 and they're like, give us back the eye. Because and he's like, fuck I disabled some... people. Yeah. <laughs> I want some information first. You have to tell me how to kill the Kraken. And they're like, you can't kill the Kraken. Give us our eye. And he's like, no, right. for real, though. How do you kill the Kraken? No, honestly, how do you kill it? And what do they say? They say the only thing that can kill a Titan is another Titan. Great. So, so who is it going to be? Kronos? Uh, no, actually. Atlas? <laughs> no, not no, no. You're thinking of Titans, like yeah, from that's Greek what you mythology. Said, a titan. But Titans in this movie are just characters that are Titans for some reason. Oh, okay. So who? What? What do you guys? Just tell me. Come on. <laughs> they say he has to go and and find Medusa. Oh, because that poor any lady. living th- because any living thing that looks at Medusa turns to stone. So if he can if he can make the Kraken look at Medusa, then the Kraken mm-hmm. will turn to stone, and then you just defeated the Kraken. So there you go. Right, and then we get that explained by Ammon again. Wrong, doesn't he talk about her after they? Find I, out? I think so. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't tell the actual story from Greek mythology, with his awful. It makes you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, for Medusa. Well, but also because if he had told that story, then it would have made it even more unclear as to what makes someone a titan. Yeah. You know, they weren't like, like the, the parents of the gods at all. The, yeah, the, the titans were, exactly. The titans in, in, in the actual Greek mythology, the titans are sort of the gods who came before the gods, not uh-huh. just some people that they call titans, which is sort of how it works in this movie. It's like, why is the Kraken a titan? I don't know. He just is. Why is Medusa one? I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, Medusa lives on a spooky island, and they've got to go to the spooky island and then cut off her head, because that's a fitting end to this poor lady. (laughs) (laughs) And and then they can use it to freeze up the Kraken, right? Great. Exactly. That's that's the idea, yeah. And they leave Andromeda behind, because if she doesn't stay behind, she's going to miss her appointment with the Kraken. I mean, that's the only reason (laughs) I can think of. Uh, Yeah, I know. You know they're going to stay. If we don't make it, they're going to sacrifice you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to go. But first, they got to go on a little boat ride. And I want to know why this is here, Steve. Why is Charon 
the boatman of the River Styx, mm-hmm. he sidelines as the ferryman between the land and Spooky Island as well? Yeah. No, what the... He likes it. <laughs> he just likes to keep busy. The whole Greek thing about having coins? There's a song, Don't Pay the Ferryman. The right. The ferryman... Oh. Anyway, Skeletor, Skeletor dude shows up on a boat. He's like, get on the boat. And... <laughs> And they all go, okay, and they get on the boat, and then we spend 15 minutes crossing a body of water with fake fog. <sighs> they, get on, they go, right? They go. They just go. They fucking do it. Nothing happens. He's just a spooky <laughs> guy on a boat, and they go across, the, and they get on the island, and it's all, it's all you know, f- fake foggy, and then they go into these ruins, and then it's bright daylight outside. Yes, that's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> but then they got to fight some guys. Well, yeah. Right? Because, yeah. uh-oh, there's a two-headed wolf? A, a, a two-headed dog, not a three-headed one, a two-headed one, because yeah, apparently three heads was too much to animate. Yeah, and they yeah. keep seeing all of these, uh, like, frozen statue guys all over the place, uh-huh. and they're like, this hmm. must be it, or someone really likes statues. But then, dun, 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 <laughs> the two-headed dog shows up, and they gotta fight that, and then there's, like, a snake... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just and a he kills snake. that. Yeah, just just a, basically just like a boa There's constrictor. There's a boa constrictor like, on Perseus's sword, so he can't fight. And it's like, but dude, you just killed a two-headed dog. What are you doing? <laughs> just get he's the sword, like, man. All I've really done is subdue a uh, subdue a, a horse and cut off some poor mutated guy's hand. I don't. I can't <laughs> fight real things. It's, it's a crazy. snake? I don't think so. <laughs> but you know, eventually. Eventually, he gets his sword back. Yes, and with his super sword, he kills the kills the poor dog. Yes, who was oh, probably yes, he does. probably just lonely, just doing its job, just doing. I mean, look, there are no bad dogs. Okay, there are just bad dog owners, right? Yep. And this was just a poorly trained dog. And then he goes into the palace, and we get the best animated, the best stop motion animated sequence in this film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and, because they're uh, they're being stalked by Medusa, who has yeah. uh, who has a bow and arrow that she's using to pick them off one at a time. Can you imagine how great this scene would be if there was more of a build up? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but they go, okay, nobody look her in the face, right. and she comes in, and she's like, like got a woman's torso and a bunch of snakes on her head. And um, a bow and arrow, right? Yeah. And she's like, I know someone's in here. And then we get guys turning turning into stone. And Perseus uses the reflection in his in his shield. His super shiny shield. To cut her head off. Yep. And then he puts her head in a bag because you, you don't want to accidentally look at it. That's bad. No, news. of course not. That's bad. You turn yeah. it's bad you turn into stuff. But when he cuts off her head, her body's like <laughs> running all over the place and it takes a long time for her to die. And um It's but, like that old saying, a gorgon with its head cut off. What? You know, when you run around like a gorgon with its head cut off. Oh right. Okay. I remember not ever saying that. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that scene took a really long time because it was basically just guys hiding from a monster. And um, then he goes outside. Oh, he doesn't put it in a bag yet. He goes outside and he lifts it up in the air in triumph or something. Yeah. I got uh, the head! And the head's eyes open and it's like, yay, triumph for 
I don't know. Oh, and he loses his sword, remember? Because her blood, which looks like ketchup, is <gasps> yeah, acid. Yeah, melts it. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, no. Your dad gives you the nicest stuff, and you keep wrecking it. And <laughs> But, yeah, he won. He won all the things. He's got the head. Yay. And we have a horrible transition shot. <laughs> Where we do a close-up of the head, and then there's lightning, and then it, they make it kind of look like the head is inside of a bag hanging from a tree, right? Yes, yes. And they're all camping. But uh-oh, mean old Calabos, he's like, no, I don't like it. I don't like this. And so he goes up and he, st- I don't, okay, someone let me know how he knows this. He stabs the bag. Yes. And blood comes out. Or, right. I'm sorry, paint or ketchup. Take your pick. <laughs> so, uh, uh, some kind of thick fluid comes out. <laughs> right. And then that blood, instead of being acid, turns into three giant scorpions. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just one of those things. Just one of those weird quirks of Medusa blood. You know, it does things. You can't predict it. It's like kryptonite. It, it doesn't always do the same thing. Medusa blood does everything. <laughs> anyway, now they've got to fight the scorpions, and one of the yeah. scorpions kills a dude by stabbing him in the chest, and oh, no, he's going to lose all of his friends. And then uh, another guy kills one of the scorpions, and, but then Calibos stabs him in the back. Oh, no, and that was... Yeah, that's his buddy, Thalo, right? Yeah, yeah. Thalo, and Thalo dies. And then um, and dead Perseus kills all of the scorpions and then um he has to briefly fight calabos and he gets some he's whipping him because he's on the ground and he can't reach his sword but then he gets his sword and then he throws his sword into calabos's guts and he's like oh, i'm dead and he falls over <laughs> and he's he's dead now he's a he's, dead whatever he was yeah he's he's dead now He's super and, dead. But he's still, at least he's got the Medusa bag. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really far away. There's no way he's making it back in time. No, no way. There's no way. And, no uh, way. So he tells his he tells his mechanical owl, he says, I just now got a great idea. You go get my horse. You go get my flying horse. And the right. boo-boo is like, yeah, sure, all right, I guess. Okay. I guess I can do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> So he fucking go get his horse. All of his goons are, are guarding the horse. I think they're going to eat it. I'm not yeah. sure. Who wants a wing? But apparently to defeat them, all you have to do is have a tiny little metal owl fly around and they freak out and accidentally yes. set fire to their own <laughs> they encampment. Set, they set it on fire. They set the camp on fire. And uh, thankfully they put uh, Pegasus in a quick release cage and... Um, the it flies away. <laughs> I'm yeah. so done. I, Accurate. <laughs> oh, and Boo Boo can cough because apparently he breathes because there's smoke and it's funny, right? It would be like if C3PO or R2D2 coughed when there was smoke because they breathe. Because <laughs> they and breathe Boo-Boo, air. Boo Boo breathe. Yeah, that's right. But now we get to cut back to the stupid city and we get some side boob and some bud because she's taking a bath. Because, yeah. you know, you don't want to be eaten by a monster and be all dirty. That would be gross. That you, yeah, exactly. A lot of nudity in this movie. There PG. is. Yeah. PG. Well, they want to, they're, they're making you know how the they most. got away with it? You want to know how they got away with it? How? How did they? No cuss words. Oh, oh so they just, they, they, they shifted it all onto one side. They say, we're going to. 
Yeah, We're going to take is, all hey, the look, nudity we can get. We didn't say fuck, shit, cunt, uh, any of the words that make you guys uncomfortable. None of them None of the George here. Carlin words. None of the George Carlin words are in That's this at right. all. That's right. That's right. So we can show some tits and butts, so Fuck you, MPA. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, but we're not actually going to say that because then we wouldn't be able to show as many tits. That's right. And this is an interminably long scene where she gets out of the bath and then she gets dressed and and then they slowly, Jesus Christ. We cut back to, we cut, do cut back to Perseus and he's got the head and <laughs> he flies to, oh, that's right. He flies to the amphitheater. Yeah. And he's sick or something. He's exhausted. I guess. I guess. And we come back to Olympus, and Zeus is like, oh, hey, everybody, look over there. And they all look over there, because somehow he just can't snap his fingers and say, you put you put the Kraken back. I'm boss, just do it. But he's trapped in it somehow. I don't know how. But he has a little clay figure of Perseus, and he's laying down. And yeah. he goes, look, look. <laughs> and they all look, and then he picks it back up again, and now Perseus is standing strong, right? He fixed him. Hooray. The hero who wins because the gods help him out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the slow march of death, we go back and she's walking and walking and they walk out to the rock and they chain her up. <sighs> and King Kong comes. I mean... And we cut back and every time we cut back to Perseus when he's on that fucking horse, it's the heroic dun 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 Cut back to the rock and everyone's like and they chain her up and then they release the kraken oh yeah right yeah he comes back out and repeat scenes that we saw at the beginning of the movie and then he finally comes out and he's a goofy 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 forearm monster with Mm -hmm. a monkey face he looks he looks a little bit like creature from the black lagoon he looks a little bit like king kong uh, yes he does what if the creature from the Black Lagoon and King Kong had a baby and the oh, baby there you is go. the Kraken? There you go. I don't know how that would work. I'm pretty sure Me the creature neither. from the Black Lagoon laid eggs. Yeah. So, you know, if so, Kong jerked off into the Black yeah. Lagoon after Kong it laid would eggs, fertilize the eggs. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Boy, I'm glad we're bringing this up now. Why not? Fucking... <laughs> How did he induce Kong to jerk off into a pond? I don't know. Why is why is he in South America? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is I something don't know. we just made up because we don't want to do the movie anymore. Anyway, apparently they have horns that can call the Kraken. Yeah. Why would they have that? I why don't know. Would why they would have you? It? Why would you want the Kraken to come to your town? So the <laughs> over Kraken here, Kraken. Over here. Up, he shows up and then just kind of looks around for an absurd amount of time. <laughs> well, he, you know, it's like where to start. Hmm. What am I gonna do? It all Meanwhile, looks so good. Meanwhile, we cut good. to Pegasus that's moving at about two miles an hour. Cut back to him and. The Kraken is still trying to figure out what to do with himself. He's like tapping a finger on his lips, going, hmm, what should mm. I start with? But eventually, eventually, yes, he shows up on, mm-hmm. on the Pegasus. And this gets the Kraken's attention and everybody's attention because they all look up to watch this horse drag itself through the sky. And Perseus starts to untie the bag. But oh no, he double knotted it. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get the this? fucking bag open and he flies right past the kraken's face and you're like oh yeah he's you have a great kid he's great 
And before you can get the bag open, the, the Kraken kills Pegasus, I guess? Swipes at yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. And Pegasus falls him into the, in ocean. the water. Yeah, falls in. Yeah. And uh, Perseus falls in the water. And the Medusa head falls in the water. Oh, no. And then Perseus gets up on a rock, and I guess the Kraken is going to very, very slowly grab him with the crushing. <laughs> but then it takes, this is how long it takes. He's reaching down to grab Perseus. Uh, Bubo, who had been knocked unconscious for some reason, um, gets up, knows exactly what's going on, grabs the Medusa head, which is floating, and um, brings it to Perseus. Perseus then gets the bag, opens the bag, and then lifts out the Medusa head, and the eyes glow, and you're like, oh, you got, you're gonna go down now, and then what happens? Uh, the Kraken turns to stone, and, and hey, oh, 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 the Kraken cracks up. Huh? The Krakens. He's he's he sure. I, I guess that's why. Ooh ooh. This is one. This is a good one. I guess now we know why they call him the Kraken. Why? Come on. You still Come haven't on. explained the Come joke on. yet. Come on. I'm not giving it to you. It's awful. Damn. I'm glad you weren't a punch up writer on this movie. I was though. I was one year old. <laughs> Anyway, the fucking monster turns to stone and breaks up into pieces and falls in the ocean. Yay! Yeah, and everyone and then he, else. And then per- Perseus chucks the head into the ocean to turn all the fish to stone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we have, during this whole sequence, all we have from Burgess Meredith and the Queen and a whole bunch of other people are just reaction shots. They're not yeah. doing anything. They look up, oh, it's the Pegasus. They look, look over the Kraken, oh no, it's the Kraken. This is their entertainment. <laughs> it's the most interesting thing that's happened here for years. So they cheer when the Kraken dies. They cheer when Pegasus lands. They're like, yay, a thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Perseus picks up the Medusa head and then like Discus throws it ten feet into the ocean. <laughs> ten feet into the ocean. Where I think it blows up. I don't know. It does something. But he rescues the princess and everyone's like, hooray, princess. And then we come back to, uh, we come back to fucking God Town. And oh, Olympus. Olympus, God Town. whatever, God Town. It's just God Town, Jason. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it, Jake. It's God Forget Town. it, Jason. It's just God Town. <laughs> <laughs> and Zeus is like, okay, I've had enough. No more. He gets to live happily ever after. No, none of you, none of you bitches do anything. None of you better fuck with him ever. My son is dead. Fuck you. I don't care. Shut up. He was ugly. How did he get that ugly? You, you (laughs) cursed him. (laughs) I hated your son and I hate you. (laughs) Anyway. Here's how great he is. He's he is so great. Did I mention that my son is great? I'm gonna put him up in the stars. This is a constellation. And um, oh god, it's just it, the, the last shot of the two of them is on Andromeda and Perseus in bed. So we know they fucked. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and Zeus like, says that they had kids. They had they had sons. They, had, yeah. they produced good children. Who cares? And um, so then we cut to an animation of. <sighs> The constellations that he puts up in the heavens. Mm. And he puts up Perseus and Andromeda and Cassiopeia and, uh, you know, uh, the Medusa and Pegasus. And, of course, the Kraken. Because that was like a major thing. You'd think he'd want to put one up with the Kraken. He's right? an important character. Yes, why not? He's super important. Oh, no, he doesn't get one. <laughs> nope, sorry, Kraken. Nope, we used it twice. And then you died. Who cares? 
And maybe they Perseus maybe they have that constellation in Scandinavia. Obviously, did heroic things in this movie. He <laughs> got a whole bunch of stuff. He 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 harassed some handicapped women. He killed a man who was obviously in pain and mutated. <laughs> he was great. And then he held up a severed head of a lady who had been raped to kill a monster that doesn't exist in our pantheon. Stars. That's what he gets. <laughs> Stop looking at me that way. <laughs> anyway, the stars will last forever at the end. Steve? Yes, my friend. Why couldn't you have chosen A or B? I don't. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I know, know it's left to fate. I know it is. It's. From here on out, I'm going to start emphasizing ones we should pick. <laughs> but then a, again, I didn't know we shouldn't B. have picked this one until I had to watch it. So it's not really your fault. It's, I'm, I, well, I'm, I, I'm angry at the fates. That's what I'm angry at. <laughs> Steve? Yes? How do you feel? About this 1980, 1981, it's 81, 81, 1981, 1981 classic, and the last of the 1950s movies to be made, Clash of the Titans. Um, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I didn't love it, but at the same time, I didn't hate it either. Really? I didn't, no, I, um, I, I hear what you're saying. And I feel similarly, I think, to how you feel, just not quite as extreme. Like I to me this is this is like a popcorn movie with some with a with some stretches that drag, you know. Some? Like, Usually, mostly the stuff like the in between the stop motion sequences where it's like Perseus doing stuff and it's like oh okay, um, but uh, but it doesn't drag it down so much that that I end up not liking the movie. Like I think it's mostly like it's like it it's 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 just it's okay. It's okay. It's an okay movie. Um, I will say this: it is definitely the sort of film that you really need to be willing to meet on its own terms. <laughs> um, because if you come to this movie expecting it to be a faithful telling of Greek mythology, you will be disappointed. Because it boy, it, will you? It mixes a lot of stuff up. It leaves a lot of stuff out. It brings in elements from outside Greek mythology. Um, if you come to it expecting a coherent plot, <laughs> you're not going to get what you want because I would say the plot's fairly coherent. Well, it's, it's co just... but it's just it's it's really episodic. Um, it's basically a series of like loosely strung together adventures. You know, mm -hmm. Perseus has to go here to get this thing. Oh no, something happened. Now he has to go here to get this other thing. Well, you know. Um, and also, if you come expecting rich, multi-layered characters, that ain't here. That ain't here either. Um, it's not about the plot. It's not no. about the characters. No. It's not about faithfully adapting the Greek myths. It's no. about <laughs> not at all. It's about using those myths as the basis for a story that evokes a sense of adventure. And you're right. It is. It's a very old-fashioned movie. If you watch this, if you view this as a product of 1981, it doesn't really fit. If you view it as a product of the 50s or even the early 60s, it, it fits a lot better. Yep. Um, even and the 70s. We had that's Sinbad, true. We had Harryhausen Sinbad ha movies all the way to the mid-70s. That's true. That You're right. That's That's very true. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it's, and they were better. 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're right. I agree with you. But um, so it, it's it's evoking that that sense of, of fantasy adventure. Um, it's about showing us heroic people doing impossible things through special effects that are creative and charming and the sort of thing that we don't really see anymore because stop motion isn't as common nowadays. Now, obviously, yes, I agree with you completely. These are not the best special effects that Harryhausen ever did. Not even close. No. I mean, no. not not even close. Um, and it's really, it's weird. It's like, but because this was his last film, there's a certain nostalgia to watching it because you know that this is the last movie that he worked on. It's a little bit like watching Christopher Reeve play Superman in Superman 4. <laughs> you know, it's like... Is that the oh, one I, he did in a wheelchair? It's, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm in a bad I love mood, it. Steve. Oh I'm my God. Mood. Oh my God. That's like the, that's one, that's, that's one of my favorite dark jokes you've ever done. <laughs> um, that's so mean. Is that the one he did in a wheelchair? wheelchair uh i no. shouldn't have said it i really it's not have. it's not <sighs> but it's fine no but it's like it's it's the last one it's the last time he ever played superman and it's not a good movie but no. i watch it i it's not a good movie at all but but i watch it and i have like an affection for it because it's like oh this is the last time you know this is the last time that he played superman and this is harry Hausen's last stop motion movie um, mm-hmm. So even though it does not represent his best work at all, there's still a charm to it, and there's still like a good feeling to watch because you're like, oh, it's the last one. Um, yeah. Harryhausen's special effects in general are probably the best example that we have of the fact that special effects don't need to be realistic or convincing in order to be good. No. Um, because it feels like, especially since the advent of of realistic or supposed to be realistic cgi effects it seems like that has become the standard uh we we judge everything according to realism but mm-hmm. there are other ways to evaluate special effects and Harryhausen's stop motion work has charm and it has personality and we know that it's done by hand one frame at a time and because we know that we can perceive the craft that goes into creating those effects and and that's not to say that digital artists working now don't have craft or that the people who create those effects aren't artists. They certainly are. But, but when it's we that... say Ray Harryhausen, we literally mean yes. one guy in a garage. Ex- yes, exactly. One frame at a time, moving the models by hand, um, frame by frame. And it has this meticulous handmade quality as a result of mm-hmm. that. And that's what gives stop motion, really any stop motion that is done well, but specifically Harryhausen stop motion. That's that's what gives it its, its appeal. And there's nothing else that's quite like it. Um, and, and those special effects are definitely the reason to see this movie. Like, they are definitely mm-hmm. the draw here. And the movie does drag when we are not watching the stop motion stuff. Right. Um, the actors are all fine. I mean, Harry Hamlin isn't exactly burning up the screen here. But well, he then has again, to do. He's, well, that's what I'm. Yeah, just, yeah, it's it's not a role that calls for it. He's he's the handsome, bland hero who's there to be an action figure, and and that's it. You know, um, right. I, I I did have some fun watching the older actors like Olivier or Burgess Meredith or Claire Bloom. These these actors who were giants of a previous generation, mm-hmm. having to do this material that in their heyday would have been B movie stuff, and oh, yeah. you know, and now it's like you can just you can see how things have changed already. Just four years after Star Wars, now suddenly the sci and fantasy stuff that would have been the stuff of matinees and Saturday double features. Now suddenly it's the main box office attraction and all 
all the old timers are going to have to just get used to doing this kind of shit if they want to keep working. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Lawrence Olivier, Mr. Shakespeare, going like, yeah, I guess I'll play <laughs> Zeus. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I want to keep making movies. Um, I'm getting a paycheck. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I feel... I feel I feel similarly about this film, al- although to a a far far lesser degree, uh, as I felt when we reviewed uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Because I remember saying to you during that review that if I had been your age when I first saw it, uh, mm-hmm. I, w- I I would have loved it as opposed to just really really liking it. Because I really liked Buckaroo Banzai, but if I had been in the target age group the first time I saw it, I probably would have imprinted on it and thought it was one of my favorite movies. Um, And I I think if I had been like 10 years old when I first saw Clash of the Titans, um, something similar may have happened because I wouldn't have noticed the boring Mm. parts. I wouldn't have noticed how it drags. I would have noticed, you know, the stop motion and the creatures and everything. And And I probably would have loved it if I had been young enough and naive enough when I first saw it. Um, as it happened, I didn't actually see it for the first time when I was 10 years old. I, I think I was probably well into my teens when I watched it for the first time. Um, and then I watched it again for this. And this was the first time in many, many, many years that I had watched it. Mm. And and my opinion of it hasn't really changed all that much. I watch it. I'm, I, I like it. I don't love it. I think it's like, I, I think it has a reputation as like a legendary movie that it really doesn't deserve based on its actual merit but i don't think it's bad um you know so that being the case i would say you know i don't love it but i do like it so you know kind of a i would recommend it but kind of a middling like you know if we were siskel and ebert thumbs kind of in the middle leaning up (laughs) you know what i mean so there you go can i go now i would love for you to go now i mean i mean do your i don't want you to go like don't go away like i was getting up what, no, you no, don't please. want me to go now? No, no, stay here and and, and, sh- and do your review, please. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was 12 when this movie came out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's a movie. It didn't do anything to me. It didn't inspire anything in me. It didn't like, oh, I want to know more about Greek mythology or, oh, that was so adventurous. It was a movie. It was on. It had colors and lights. That was <laughs> it. Came on to, you know, cable relatively quickly. Um, and, it would, and if it was on, I would like go, okay. But there was nothing there outside of whatever monsters were in it that would keep me coming back. I didn't give a shit yeah. about any of the characters. It's a movie from my past. And I rewatched it again, hoping, oh, well, maybe I'll have a fond memory and I'll be just like, oh, okay. Pretty much the same reaction that I had when I was 12. Oh, okay, it's a movie. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> because I'm a, gr- I'm a grown-up now. And I need to review movies based on what the movie is. And this movie is goddamn motherfucking boring. Long, huge stretches of people I don't care about, who's not given enough character for me to... I mean, Burgess Meredith would have worked great as comic relief, but he's not. He's no. exposition man. Who needs to explain things to our main character because he can't work it out for himself. Oh, that must be from the gods. It's like, okay, great. And he's there to explain shit. He's an old man that goes walks around next to Perseus. That's it. Yep. He's not funny. He's not a drunk. He doesn't have any other issues. You know, they explain that he's an actor, but because Joppa has been cursed, not very many people come to the theater as an excuse as to why they're using a real amphitheater from Greece in the movie. That is kind of run down because it's uh, 2,000 <laughs> fucking years old. <laughs> 
I don't. None of the gods are interesting. They bicker, but they don't ever really get super angry, except at the very beginning when Olivia is like, "Release the Kraken," which is the most famous thing from the movie, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what everybody knows. Even if you haven't seen it, you know, "Release the Kraken." You know that one. But line. if you watch the last Sinbad movie and compare it to this one, the quality dropped, and I'm I'm hard pressed to see how it dropped so badly. Um. I'm not saying in his his ability to stop motion animate. That's great. But his ability to weave in stop motion animation to interact with the characters that are in the film, that dropped really badly. Yeah. You will be hard to find a better scene that in, that involves stop motion animation or just special effects in general than the skeleton fight scene in Jason of the Argonauts. Oh, and that God. was made yeah. 20 years prior to this. Yeah. But the interactions between the skeletons and the actors who are literally fighting nothing when they <laughs> shoot the original plate. Yeah. When you when you add the skeletons in, it's believable. Not so much in this movie. Nothing really feels that it's placed in the scene and is actually there. Yeah. And it also felt like we didn't have any plans for the fight scenes. Like nothing was really mapped out. It kind of felt like Ray was a little old and a little tired. And while there are a couple of very striking scenes as far as the special effects go, it's nothing compared to his previous work. And his previous work was fantastic. Yeah. And so when you watch this, if you base his entire career based on Clash of the Titans, you're missing out on his best work. And then you wrap it in a movie that largely, largely is people walking around or riding around. And that's about it. I mean, <laughs> we really don't get to the central part of this story until an hour in. And they really don't leave to go do their thing until there's about a half hour left of the movie. True. The rest of this stuff is needless backstory. We need none of it. We don't need the gods in the movie, period. I mean, we do we need any of the, the, the Olympus scenes at all to no. tell the story? No, I mean, no. They, they're, they're there to move the plot forward, but you could have easily plotted it so that they didn't need to be there at all. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, one morning he wakes up and there's a bunch of shit, and he turns <laughs> around at the shield, and they, they, they kick Olivier awake, and he says his lines, and then that's it. And they become more <laughs> mysterious that way. Putting people in togas and have them kind of lifelessly wander around one of the, you know, it's it's a couple of pillars, a bunch of smoke machines, and that's it. The in the interior for Olympus is a wide is a a wide shot of a model and one set. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. That Mount Mount Olympus, the domain of the Mount, gods. That's it. The domain <laughs> of the gods, where they just kind of wander around or stare at Zeus the entire time, and no one gets that upset. Right. We could have cut all of that out. All of that could have gone. All of the backstory for Perseus could have gone. It could have just been Perseus is this dude who discovers things about himself along the way. Tell me something. Does he discover anything about himself along the way, Steve? He doesn't. No. Does Not he really? even know that Zeus is his father? I don't think so. I don't think he does. I don't think does. so either. <laughs> I don't think he ever finds that out. He just gets shit. And there's a, a mean lizard tail monkey horned devil man who's bad that he he he's just like oh he's bad i gotta not kill him so that i can kill him later i i guess they needed a villain and they settled on calabos right whose main thing is i'm mutated and i'm horny and i can't get the girl that i want <laughs> we've all been there We've all been there. We've all been mutated, horny, rejected by the person we want. You know, 
And are we supposed to feel sympathy for him? Are we supposed to feel bad for Calipos? You know, it's. I don't think we are. I don't really get that. I mean, in another I mean, movie, the maybe. the scene with but... Andromeda where she's like touching his face and he briefly kind of looks like he might change his mind and then he goes, no, no, you don't get to, no, no one gets to fuck you. I only me. With my like, tail. Hey. But nothing is emotionally impactful. They they know it should be. But I mean, Andromeda just wanders off to her death so that her city won't get destroyed, like Argos at the beginning. Right. But does she seem really upset about it? No. <laughs> does Perseus seem outwardly concerned that he's not going to be able to save her? <laughs> does anybody <laughs> feel that they're really concerned with the events that are going on in the film, right? They, they just kind of are like, no, oh, we'll go, I guess. <laughs> and when that's the energy of the film and it's that long and drawn out, I just don't have the tolerance anymore. I'm an old man. I'm not going to do two hours watching a bunch of people listlessly wander around Greece. I'm not doing it. Give me my goddamn monsters and someone go stab it. I that's what I want. <laughs> I don't have time for this moment by moment. My life is slipping away. I can feel it. I don't know how to say this, but the remake of The Clash of the Titans is better than this movie. Wow. Hey, it's got Liam Neeson. I'm not saying it's great. It's as dippy as shit. The, 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 the Greek gods of this movie wear full armor and they have like a magic map. And it's just, I mean, it's still filled with a lot of dumb, stupid stuff, but it moves, right? They give, they, they flesh out Perseus a little bit more. Perseus is raised by a fisherman who kind of hates the gods. And so it gives him a little bit of a conflict, you know, something to struggle with. What does Perseus struggle with, Steve? I, well, that's the thing. He doesn't really struggle with anything because whenever he runs up against, uh, you know, an obstacle, he gets rescued by Zeus. Right. You think that the gods are just there all the time. He's like, oh, no, Perseus is trying to drink a, a hot coffee. This is quickly fabricate a magical golden straw that will instantly cool his coffee so he doesn't burn his wee little mouth. And then he'd see it on a rock and he'd be like, oh, look at this. And just start drinking it. He's he gets more assistance than Ed. Than I mean, in in the remake, and, and I'm guys, believe me, I'm not saying the 2010 remake is a work of art, but at least in that one, he's given gifts by Zeus that he rejects because he also does not like the gods because the gods aren't likable. They're not nice people, <laughs> and that gives you something to chew on as far as a character is concerned. And we don't have any of that. They're just mannequins. They're just mannequins. And you went to go see the movie to watch monsters, and you don't get enough monsters for you to be like, oh boy, I'm not excited by a stop-motion vulture. I can see vultures anytime I want. I just go on the internet. Look, vulture, yay. But he, we, I get, we had to have a stop-motion vulture because it's super big. And I'm like, where is the imagination that I'm used to from Harryhausen films? And it seems to be lacking. Was three heads on a on a dog not was that too much to do? <laughs> Why is it only two heads? I don't understand. You can tell that he put the most work in the Medusa sequence, and it really yeah. feels like that's the sequence he wanted to do. The Kraken. The Cracklin just basically stares blank-eyed the entire time he's in his scenes until he slowly starts to move someplace. And this is the creature that we saw destroy a whole city with a tidal wave. And then when we finally see him, he's not even really that big. Not really. Scene. No, not really. He's not even like, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to judge, but he doesn't even really seem like Godzilla big. 
No, not even Godzilla big, I don't think. So the movie, for me, was boring. It was very boring. And, you know, if they had given these characters something in the parts where there weren't monsters, I would have been more engaged. But the simple, the, the honest-to-God truth is, I made it to about a half hour and fell asleep. I woke back <laughs> up where I wanted. I made it to about an hour and fell asleep. I fell asleep so many times watching this movie, and it's because the movie doesn't, didn't engage me. It didn't give me a sense of nostalgia. Like, oh boy, I remember liking this as a kid. It didn't give me anything to latch on to. So, for me, not a classic. Ugh. <laughs> See? <laughs> I'll go just barely a classic. I'll go. I okay. mean, I'll say recommend. I, I I will recommend it. Just just this side of recommendation. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Steve, do you have something you would like to not recommend? I do, as a matter of fact. Funny you should ask. Okay. I'm glad that I I'm glad that I picked one. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm going to recommend a movie that actually was made in the era that this movie feels like it should have been made in. Uh, or not recommend a movie, excuse me, uh, that, that uh, is, is, just, is just way worse, I think. I think, I, I think mm-hmm. most people, whether they like Clash of the Titans or not, would agree that this movie is, is way worse. Um, uh-huh. And it is a movie of, it's broadly, it's, it's the same story. It's the, it's the Perseus story, or part of the Perseus story. Okay. Um, it, it is an Italian movie that was released in this country under the title Medusa Against the Son of Hercules. Oh, no. It is also called, in certain places, Perseus the Invincible. And oh. it has also been released under the title Perseus Against the Monsters. So it's one of those movies. Right. That, no, that nobody really owns anymore, and it's been re-released no. a bunch of different times in a bunch of different formats under different titles. Um, it's a Greek mythology epic with very, very few special effects. Like, um, the Medusa in this one, it don't look nearly as good as the, <laughs> as the Harry Housen Medusa. It's, um, it's basically like a big clunky costume effect. It's just really awful. Oh. Um, it's the movie's really low budget. The the English version is terribly dubbed, like uh, you know the sort of stereotype of a badly dubbed foreign film, and right. it's just bad. It's just it's just a really Who's really in it? Uh, like nobody. Really? Not nobody. Even Steve Reeves is Steve Reeves. No, Steve Reeves. Slash... This isn't one of the, no. This isn't one of the Steve Reeves ones. Steve Reeves isn't in this. No, oh. no. Um, yeah. Uh, let me. The uh, the the lead is Richard Harrison. Okay. Yeah. Who did some things? You know, who did a few? Who I mean, he he was like a working actor. You would know him. He did a lot of movies, but he wasn't like a major star or anything. Right. Um, but yeah, he was. He's Perseus uh-huh. in this, and or, or Perseo if you're going by the uh, the original language. And uh, yeah, it's just not good. It's just not good. So if whether you like Clash of the Titans or you don't, <laughs> watching this movie, I think would make it at least seem better. <laughs> so right. that's my that's my not recommendation. And and pick, you can you can pick the title that you like. I'm not recommending Medusa against the Son of Hercules, Perseus the Invincible, or mm. Perseus against the Monsters. You're not recommending three movies, Steve? No, they're all the same movie. Breaking the rules. They may feel like the same movie, but I bet it's all three of them. Well, I How did, dare you? I did watch it three times from start to finish, and I thought, Ugh. is this the same movie? <laughs> If, I don't know, I, I better watch it all the way to the end just in case it turns out to not be the same uh, movie. It was the same movie. It was the same movie. My so turn. There, there you go. My turn. This movie has sucked all the life out of me. <laughs> 
have well, no idea how I, we're going to be able to do to be able to do the instance log after this. Just, this is I'm, th- this is the first episode of this show in a long time that you've recorded from the floor. <laughs> I'm worried about you. I can't even see you on the Skype call now. You're you're literally on the floor. You've pulled do your you microphone remember, down. Do you remember the SCTV sketch where they were making fun of uh, not Neil Sedak, Perry Como? Oh, I don't know if I do. Where they were making fun of the fact that Perry Como seemed very tired all the time. <laughs> and it's literally Lou, Eugene Letty, Levy um, dressed up as Perry Como laying on the floor with a microphone on the floor pointed at his mouth as he's oh, singing. That's hilarious. That's how I'm recording this. Yep. Uh, okay, as you guys know, I like to uh, recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we just did, and it's 1981, and I already recommended this movie once before, and I don't give a fuck. It's Dragon Slayer. Go see it. Bye. <laughs> wow. Jason's Dragon's, done. <laughs> Dragon Slayer stars Peter McNicholin. Nicholin Patinkin. <laughs> Nicholin Patinkin, Dinkin, Dinkin. Yeah, it stars Peter McNichol. Uh, Caitlin Clark and Ralph Richardson and it's set the middle ages it's shot beautifully it has a great storyline and it features a fantastic stop motion dragon that looks 900 times better than anything else in this movie Woohoo! it feels like a modern film so if you want to see a good movie with stop motion dragon but also has animatronic parts with the dragon so it actually feels like it's in the scene with the people who are doing it then see dragon dragon slayer i think it's even a disney movie i'm not sure but it's got blood and guts and priests set on fire and oh yeah lady and stuff so yeah go see a dragon slayer i love it and after i don't make me recommend it a third time i'll be angry you think i won't (laughs) you think i won't Hey, Steve, guess what time it is. It's time for me to disappoint you. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's time for you to make a terrible choice. Yes, it is. Where I take three movies and you don't know what they are, and you've got to pick one for our next review so everyone will know what to watch so they can get all the jokes or understand the frustration. <laughs> right? Yeah, to share our pain. Exactly. That's right. So all of these movies that you're going to choose from all have something in common, Steve. <gasps> oh, boy. What do they have in common? They're prison movies. Oh, yeah. They're about dudes in prison. Yeah, that's right. I like a prison movie. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> here we go. You got to choose A, B, or C, Ooh, Steve. Boy. A, B, or C. A, B, or C. You just got to pick one. I'm not. I'm not stressing any one of them. I, it may have sounded like it. Yeah. I'll do a robot voice. You must pick A, B, or C. <laughs> Hello, I am Stephen Hawking. Please wow. pick A, B, or Z. I'm gonna Not go. Not any porno. <laughs> I like porno. Oh baby. <laughs> oh baby. That's it right there. Oh yeah. You do know he was a he was a wretched pervert. He was right? a huge perv. I, I yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You just look at the preloaded phrases on his computer, and you're like, oh, it's science stuff, science stuff, science. Holy shit, what is that? Whoa. (laughs) I'm not even sure what that means. (sighs) Um, I would love it if he was presenting, like, his latest theory. Oh, shit. And the wrong wrong thing gets thrown up there. It's like a woman doing a baboon. He's like, as you can see, I have put much thought into my latest theory. People are trying to flag him for. No, no, no. Dr. Hawking. No, Stephen. 
Uh, a, B, or C? God damn it. I, uh, well, let's go with A. 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 Okay. There were no bad choices in this one. So I don't have to be oh, disappointed good. in you. Oh, God, I like that. Okay. Had you chosen B, we would have watched the prison film Cool Hand Luke. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Now we don't get to watch that one. Well, I've seen it. I mean, you know. Had you chosen C, we would have watched the Shawshank Redemption. See? Uh, no bad choices. Yeah, no bad choices. But you chose A. Now, some people might not th- think of this as a prison movie, but it is a prison movie because these guys are in prison. The that difference would, that is, makes is it a prison in, movie. they're in a Nazi prison. <gasps> and they all want to escape greatly. The movie that we're <laughs> going to review <laughs> next time is the Steve McQueen movie. Oh, boy, but there's lots of other people in it. Yeah. And it actually has a really depressing ending. <laughs> oh, boy. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the Great Escape. Hooray. The Hooray, Great Steve. Escape. Hooray. Huzzah. Steve, thank you. Jeez. Hoorah. Can I, can I get you into the podcast at all? <laughs> We're doing what now? The Birdman of Alcatraz? Oh, The Great <laughs> the- Escape. So that's it. If you guys want to get all the jokes in, please watch The Great Escape before we do this shit again. For late seating. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. Always remember the United States national motto, call no man happy who is not dead. What? That's a line from the movie. That is... Call no man happy. Call no man happy who is not if he's dead. Not dead. So only happy people are dead. Is that what you're? Or implying? only dead people are happy. Well, that's basically the same thing that I just said. But w- w- that's our motto now. That's, when did that change? Uh, God damn it! I knew Biden was going to start with this shit. <laughs> it's changed November the eighth, twenty sixteen. You know that should be above. You know every hospital as its motto. Yeah. Call no oh, man no. happy who is not dead. That's right. That's it's great. a fa- or it's- mortuaries. That's a deadlock. If you're going to be, if you're going to be advertising, you know your funeral services, it'll be like Harding's funeral service. Call no man happy if he's not dead. There you go. <laughs> it's got kind of a kind of a bounce to it when you sing it like that. That's right. I you like have it. Corpsey is your little mascot, and he comes out. Corpsey, like, I love. Harding Funeral Services. <laughs> Harding Funeral Services, where, where quality funerals are a matter of corpse. Are <laughs> you having your services and the mascot is this big foam zombie? <laughs> hey, Billy, we're glad your grandpa's here. <laughs> <laughs> Come to funeral. Little balloons, like skulls. A zombie That'd holding balloons. A zombie handing out balloons. Balloons. <laughs> At a funeral, exactly. A, yeah, it's perfect. And Lincoln, uh, he was a good man, he's an honest man, and he will be missed. Oh boy, here comes Corpsey. <laughs> <laughs> the kids love him. <laughs> oh man, this whole time a car alarm's been going off. Who has those things anymore? Mm. Can you hear it? I can't I can hear it, yeah. We used to delay shows because of a car alarm. We're way past huh? that. Well, well, we're way past that. I'm wondering ju- how long it's... No, it's still going. I, th- I, th- I, thought, I thought I heard it stop, but no. We can't end the show until it stops. People are, people are going to want closure. <laughs> They're going to want to know. <laughs> what happened to the car alarm? Is that car? Get, stealing that car? Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> stop hurting that car, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're... Oh, now good. The dog's going to start <laughs> barking at it. Great. Do you hear that alarm? If background noise is flavor, then this one's delicious. (laughs) Oh, good. It's stopped. We can end the show. Oh, thank Christ. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Was I in a bad mood? A little bit. 
And I don't know why I was in a bad mood. I mean, I think maybe the movie did it. But... I think that was it. Just get up off the floor, okay? Maybe it's because half the time you're on your fucking phone. I wasn't on my phone. <laughs> then what were you doing? Just my staring over directly here. at your knees? <laughs> I wasn't oh, on my okay. phone. I was just staring. I was just. I was just. So I, I was just staring absently into the middle distance, contemplating my life. Is that okay? <laughs> it's fine, but can you pencil it in when you're not doing can't, something? Can't I just vacantly stare off at nothing? Is that okay <laughs> with you? It's fine on your own time. <laughs> All right. When fine. I'm not on the phone, or no one else is on the phone, and you're not making a video, you can go in the bathroom and stare at yourself in the mirror for as long as you want. Or out the window and watch a squirrel fuck. You have plenty of opportunities. I guess that'll have to be enough. Damn straight. God. Okay, let's end it here. Okay, let's end it here. <laughs> they're like, they're not friends anymore. I love it. <laughs> Why would anybody ever think that? I love that. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.